You're listening to Wood Talk Online, a podcast for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are your hosts, Mark Spagnolo and Matt Vanderlist. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Wood Talk Online, episode 59 for September 24th, 2009. I'm Mark Spagnolo. And I'm Matt Vanderlist. And you know, I am so happy that even with all the technological advances that we have going on here, where we can see each other on video, or I can see you, we haven't set it up yet where you can see me, that would mm. not be a good thing. <laughs> We've got this great audio, we can go back and forth, but luckily we still don't have smell vision As we were talking just ahead of time, you and the taco, <laughs> the fish taco breath, I think would kill me. <laughs> fish tacos, uh, cilantro, and onions, man, it tastes good, but it's just not good for your friendships. That's right. It's 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 not no no not good not good at all. But anyways, though, regardless of the technological advances we have, you know what? If you have any comments or questions about something you're going to hear today, or something you haven't heard, or if you're grateful also that you don't have any kind of smello <laughs> internet kind of thing going on, you can get hold of us either by dropping us an email at woodtalkonline at gmail dot com. Or you can pick up the phone and you can leave us a message on our voicemail, which I do believe we have a couple of voicemails possibly today. We do. Yeah, so you can take advantage of it. Listen to what they have to say. If you want to improve on it, call in. The number is 623-242-2450. And that's all I've got to say about that. Well, that's awesome. And that's the way I like to start the show. Um, So what is on Matt Vanderlist's bench besides dust this Uh, week? Oh, well, other than dust. Oh, nothing. All right, skip that then. (laughs) Well, actually, it's something that's off the bench. I've been talking for quite a long time about I've been building my wife's bookcase. In fact, the the Samantha bookcase, and it is finally completed. It was taken out in the garage where we were able to finally put a nice finish on it, and it turned out just – it it turned out great. In fact, I was really amazed, and I was – trying to convince her that I didn't just simply go to the local furniture store and pick up an actual one. This is one that I made instead. <laughs> awesome. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So it, it looks really good. It used a, um, a cherry. If, this has been going on for so long, so I don't know how many people would remember that this is my first adventure into buying expensive cherry plywood. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And this was where I had my epiphany like, oh my God, if you don't pick up the stuff that only costs nineteen ninety nine a sheet, it actually doesn't tear when you cut it, and you can sand it without burning through to the red stuff underneath it. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't turn into a potato chip uh, the day after you bring it into the shop. It still is not a potato chip. I still have like half a sheet, and it's as flat as the day I brought it in. Well, maybe a little bit, but it's still nearly as flat as the day I brought it in. I'm just completely amazed by it. Awesome. I'm going to start using it as a wall ornament is what I'm really thinking. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but other than that, uh, I started a new project, which is um, a family friend actually asked me if I would build some uh, children's furniture for um, her kids. Mm, cool. uh, maybe it was her husband. Her husband sometimes gets in a little over his head. But uh, anyway, so I just started a, uh, a kid's size uh, dresser for him. And I'm using hard maple for this. Now, this is my first real playtime with actual maple. And mm. I'm, I'm loving it. It's yeah. really it's amazing how much different it is than, say, pine. I know it's probably pretty obvious, but... Yeah, the it, properties are really different. But you know what, though? I mean, for the if you're doing hand tool work, I really, really prefer the feel of, of hardwoods when I'm using uh, hand tools. I, I find that the softwoods tend to crumple and, and they compress a little bit too much. Um, mm-hmm. But the hardwoods just slice nice and easy. It's just uh, it's a pleasure to use compared to, uh, like, alder and pine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's one of the things. As soon as I started using it, I mean, I ran my hand plane over it a couple times. Um, I joined it to try and bring you know, things down into size and manipulating a couple pieces that wouldn't fit through my, my six-inch joiner. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, this is insane because look at the edge. It's, it's holding the shape. It's, it, it's just the 
shavings are coming off beautiful. Really, really impressed. And I'm thinking I might have to add a, uh, maple to my exotic list. There yeah. you go. Exotic, <laughs> exotic to the Vanderlist household. <laughs> that's right. And the, the only other thing that we, that's been big in the Vanderlist household is my sewer slightly backed up a little bit Ooh. in my shop. It was, it was a small one. The kitchen sink kind of gets clogged up from all the stuff that we put down <laughs> oh, the uh, the garbage disposal, and it finally decided to do its yearly flooding. Uh, and, wow. Uh, the best way to clean it up, I discovered, I opened up my, uh, uh, my bin with all my sawdust in it, threw it down, soaked it up, and it was so easy just to pick that up and take it out. So nice. I'm like adding that to my list of what I'm going to do with my shavings. There you go. Yeah. Well, maybe I should tell you about the time in uh, in Temecula when our toilet and the whole house basically backed up, and the clean out oh. was right in right by the garage door, but inside. And oh, I'm not going to no. tell you what was bubbling out of that thing. And uh, it's all, <laughs> it, it was gross. But I identified oh. it as Nicole's. She still doesn't think it was hers. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> they, they never take the blame for it. We know who it is. I mean, there's the time that my wife tried to stuff a whole uh, cream cheese ball down the garbage disposal and still claims to this day that had nothing to do with a drain backing up. <laughs> right. Of course it doesn't. Um, right. So anyways, though, enough about our plumbing. What's going on in the Spagnolo workshop? Yeah, well, it's it's actually starting to become a workshop, which is a nice treat. Um, the electrical work is pretty much done at this point. I had to call the, the people who installed the subpanel back. And I started looking a little bit more, and I've run wire before, I've done some 220, but I was just starting to get a little nervous. It was like the more research I did, the more I started to to get questions on how many wires can go in this particular size conduit, should they be stranded, or um, just too many questions. And I started to get a little bit nervous. And when I started to get nervous, I, you know, especially with something like electricity, I just hire someone who knows what the heck they're doing because it's just, you know, I just don't want to mess with it. I want to be able to sleep at night and feel like my house isn't going to burn down. So that's what I did. I called the guys back, had them come out and install a couple new outlets, and now the tools can actually be plugged in all the time, which is a real nice treat. Nice. Yeah, and uh, besides the electrical, I, I cannibalized an old cabinet. Um, there were The cabinet that I basically stored all my finishing stuff in, uh, was like an eight foot long and, and I had it built in two sections. So I took the top off, totally ripped it apart and realized that um, I may have to throw one of them away because I don't have room. But the other one is almost perfect to fit right under the extension wing of the table saw. So, oh, wow. yeah, so I'm going to knock it apart tomorrow and just kind of cut an inch off here, cut an inch off there, and then I'll have extra storage. And I just I, I just realized how much I need drawers. I didn't think I, I was that much of a drawer person, but when I only had two to work with, all of a sudden it was just clutter everywhere. So just kind of moving things around, getting more drawers in the shop has um, has really made this little garage turn into a pretty a pretty efficient workspace. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to get started. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, I know how that goes. When you finally... Yes, things start moving the way they're supposed to. I mean, that's that's very nice. Yeah, when you feel like you can actually do a project. And, um, you know, it's actually a good thing because I found out that I'm going to be doing a couple classes at, at William Ng. I, don't, I think this happened in between shows. This did, I didn't talk about this last time, did I? No, no. Actually, yeah, that was one of the things uh, um, I had meant to ask you. It's on my list, which is on the other side of the room right now. But, <laughs> yeah, because you had a posting up about this. And I'm yep. like... Oh, am I going to swing this? It's the beginning of the year. I'm going to come in under an alias. And we'll <laughs> just see go. how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it could be, I guess, would be kind of expensive if you got to fly out. But it's at the William Eng School. I'm doing two classes. One is going to be the, the John Hall frame that I've talked way too much about over the past few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be a weekend class. And then uh, one of my hall tables that I've built in the past uh, and actually have taught in the past at um, American Sycamore is a uh, five-day class. 
that I'll be doing there. So I'll put a link up here in case anyone doesn't already know about it because I kind of blurted it out earlier this week. So right. uh, if anyone's interested, I would love to see you guys there because it's going to be a blast. It's going to be uh, some awesome fun times in SoCal. Well, that sounds that's cool. awesome, though. I mean, that, that was it was so funny because I know when I saw the the actual posting itself the first time, I was looking at it and I'm like, "Am I reading this right? Is he taking a class?" <laughs> and then I actually took the time to read it and I'm like, oh "My God, he's actually teaching, teaching class. Yeah, he's getting the teaching going." Because you taught the one about the hall class before, didn't you? In in, in a previous life, yeah, or? yeah, that was that was actually my first official class that I ever taught in in that sort of environment, other than in my own shop was uh, at American Sycamore, and I taught uh, two classes there. And just kept teaching in my shop here and there, and I did that one woodcraft thing a while back. But this this is kind of a big deal. I really respect uh, uh, William Ang and his school, and, and especially the instructors there. I mean, like I said last last year, I was there in, in March with with Tree Frog taking a class with Daryl Pert. So uh, right. it's certainly an honor to uh, to even be um, just in the category of people who are allowed to step foot in the place. You know? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, really, definitely. That's all. Now, do you get to control who comes in the class? I mean, do you get the list ahead of time? You're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I can no, control. No, no, no. <laughs> I, can, I can have a, a blacklist of who's not allowed in the class. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> my special request go. list. But no, you know what? It's going to be awesome. I met some people when I was there last time. And we actually have a voicemail uh, from Margaret, who I was able to meet there. And, you know, it's just a great opportunity to meet some people. And I don't I don't travel that much. And it's it's nice to be in a... You know, there's a lot of people in the Southern California area that listen, so we're we're really excited about that. Sweet. Okay. Um, you know, I just wanted to throw this out there. We're not going to talk much about it, but I, I would like to sort of uh, send out a request to people. Send us your holiday project suggestions. And I don't know what your schedule is on, on your show, Matt, um, but I know on mine, I'm going to try to make some room to throw in a couple projects like I did last year that are very just cool holiday projects. You know, the stuff that uh, you could bust out on a weekend or you could batch out like 10 of them. And not have to actually buy any gifts for anybody, which is awesome. Um, so send us your ideas, anything. Um, I'm kind of uh, looking to compile a list, and then maybe I'll put a poll up on the website and let people vote for what I should make. That's a great idea. That was one thing I was thinking. Is I'm like, you know, I, I, I've documented the the build I did for Sam's shelves and everything, but that's one of those I want to do some smaller ones. And the holidays is a perfect opportunity to jump in the shop mm-hmm. and really practice on you know some of the skills that you're looking to put together with these little projects. So yeah, that that would be pretty cool if we like both kind of like split a list and like, all right, you take this one because there's no way in hell I can handle that, and <laughs> right. I'll take this one because I can almost make that look nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody loves a good weekend project. So, so um, yeah, let's uh, let's go around the web for a little uh, tour. And Whoa. did you see, did anyone see, um, talking to the chat room, the popular woodworking video where Megan shows off her LVL workbench? <laughs> yeah, I watched that the other night. That was great. Yeah. She did a really fantastic job. And I had read someplace, I think the guys were ribbing her a little bit. Maybe this was more off camera, but it's something about like a, the hair flip every now and then as she was talking <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> I try to draw us in to look look closely at the bench. Is that what it is? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, she, she. It was a great video. If anybody hasn't seen it, of course, all the links. We are gonna we are gonna fire like machine gun rapid fire links at you today and talk about things that you're gonna want to go to the show notes and find the links for. So definitely check that out. Um, Megan's video is just great. She gives us a whole tour of this thing. And LVL is primarily like a building product. It's it's not something you would expect to see in a woodworking shop necessarily. So it was kind of an experiment to use the material. And it's, as it turns out, this is a beautiful bench. And this the, the best part is at the end, she jumps on top of it to prove that it's it's nice and sturdy. 
Yeah, for a second there, I had a flashback to, like, the man show, except it wasn't a trampoline. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I think it would have been more interesting if they would have got Glenn Huey to jump up on there. And then maybe Chris, but yeah. I'm afraid Chris probably would have hit his head on the ceiling as a, as a result of it. Yeah, that's true. Girls jumping on workbenches. I think I have an, a new idea for a video. We'll talk, we'll talk about that more later. Okay, yeah, it'll be a whole new website, actually. We could, that would be a total paid website. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, the, the next thing that I had in here was Charles Neal, actually, just sent out a newsletter today. And some of you may be interested in this if you're fans of, of uh, Charles Neal's work. He is starting a new subscription-only, membership-only uh, style thing with, with video. Basically, it'll be a members-only video once a week that he's going to produce for paying members and this is you know kind of interesting stuff it's new ground for them and we absolutely want to support them and wish them the best of luck um you can i'm going to put the link in there it's a little bit confusing how you can actually subscribe right now but you have okay. to you have to subscribe to their newsletter and at the bottom of the newsletter is the link to to the subscription and it's just a simple paypal subscription and the cost is twenty dollars a month and he is saying that he's going to basically do a 45 minute to hour video per week and it's going to cover specifically him going through uh, a particular project. And there's some cupboard, I believe, that he's making now. Um, and I think he's calling it Mastering Woodworking with Charles Neal or something like that. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That would definitely be worth checking out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, like to support uh, a fellow woodworker and, and podcaster and video producer and all that good business. He's a good guy. So if, uh, if anyone's interested in that, check it out. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on top of it, I, I'm afraid if I were to sign up for that and he got a hold of my name, he, he looks like he could like probably strangle me if I didn't show up for class and make my payments on time. Most likely. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to avoid that completely <laughs> just out of fear because I'm a wuss. I so. heard that he's a, he's a lot bigger than he looks on camera. <laughs> oh, great, because he looks huge on camera. That's all I would need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think he could probably um, – yeah, he could, he could beat my little uh, – Spaghetti arm and arm wrestling. For sure. <laughs> yeah, he, he teaches something about fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at the, at, at our, uh, our little outline here, and I swear I made some uh, some notes on here before we came on, and somehow I managed to lose my notes that were on here because Dope. there was one thing I was going to mention that was around the web. It's uh, a blog that another blog that I've been just absolutely uh, following like crazy, and I really love this guy's work. And the neat thing is, he's doing everything purely by hand now. Now, some people are probably familiar with Tom Fidgen. Oh yeah, uh, okay. I was yeah, just the, looking at his website today. Yeah, and it's it's insane. Right now, the the big project that he's been doing is he's been building an exterior door out of white oak, and it's one hundred percent hand tools. So he's you know sawing everything by hand. He's he, he's working you know all, everything that's going to be going on there. All the intricate moldings and everything are all pure hand tools. And on top of it, he has a he has a book coming out. In fact, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's called Made by Hand. It comes out this November. Um, but it's a bunch of uh, uh, projects that he's been working on, and it's kind of neat because I guess he started out as a boat builder, and then he moved uh, to I do believe it's the Toronto area, and then now he's giving a going at a, you know full force as a, a furniture builder, and it's 100% hand tools because he just doesn't have room in his shop for uh, for power tools. So wow, the uh, yeah, it's called Working Wood, and the website is tomfidgen.blogspot.com. We'll make sure to have links in the show notes for it. I find this is one of those that like I have to be very careful because I will get lost while I'm reading this thing. And <laughs> yeah. next thing I know it's like forty five minutes later and my lunch hour is only a half hour. So <laughs> like, oh crap. Uh, yeah, I was taking my morning um, break now. He he takes incredible photographs too, right? I mean the yeah. stuff on oh, his yeah. stuff is top notch photography. It's great. Yeah, I, I love it when he goes, I'm really sorry about the uh, darkness of the photograph. I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's way better than my videos. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen dark, buddy. 
That's very cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. Um, anything else before I move on? I don't want to cut you short. No, that is that is pretty much it. Wonderful. Okay, Sweet. another thing we thought we would do today, and in the past we've done the magazine roundup, right? Which we're going to be due yep. for another one uh, when the, the new magazines come out. Um, I yep. think there's a pop woodworking that's on its way to me right now as we speak. Um, so what we decided to do today is something kind of similar, but we wanted to talk about the magazine's websites. Because pretty much every one of these magazines have some sort of web offering that they do where they either do videos or just extra content or even duplicate content from the magazine itself. Right. And, uh, you know, they're all very different. Some of them do a better job than others. Some uh, don't do anything really at all. And um, we thought it would be really cool to review some of the, 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 the biggest ones that we could think of, at least. Right. And I sent out a couple of emails. I emailed Chris at uh, Pop Woodworking. I emailed... Um, uh, well, a couple different people. I don't want to list everybody's name, but we basically got so much information back that I'm reading through this today, and I'm like, I didn't even know that that there were this many things available at this particular website. So I was kind of floored by it and realized we would never have enough time to cover all this stuff in the show. So, right, absolutely. Yeah, because the, the more you delve into it, it's like, well, when the hell did this page pop up? Yeah. I've never seen this before. And what's, what, is, what is this? No, that, that's not what I... Because there's a bunch of them I thought they were just pure static, you know, static pages where you're yep. like, this is what we offer this month. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there, there's a ton of stuff out there. You guys got to know about it. And I wanted to share the information with you. And we're going to split it up into probably two weeks. We're going to cover two major ones this week. And man, I hope we can squeeze the rest into next week because there's no reason to do those more than two episodes. Um, yeah, no kidding. This would definitely be a long one. Be like, okay, we're going to move on to our next magazine. Hey, everybody, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the other thing, I don't know if you saw, I put up a poll. And this was really just meant for fun. This was not meant to uh, be anything more than just an interesting observation type thing. But I put up a poll asking people what their favorite was because I wanted to know, um, you know, what, what most people uh, uh, read when they're out there. And interestingly enough, there was quite a consensus uh, to find woodworking.com being on top at 59% of the votes. Wow, that is pretty interesting. Yeah, I was, um, I, and I can't say surprised. I think I was surprised that the number was so large. Um, their offering has always been uh, strong for quite some time. But 59%, and this is out of, um, over the course of a day and a half, 528 votes. Uh, so these are pretty decent numbers. The second place was actually popularwoodworking.com at 18%. Uh, Wood Magazine's website was at 13%. Okay. And uh, from there on, it kind of tapers off. Uh, Woodworking Online, which is the the shop notes people, and okay. Woodworkers Journal. And so, I mean, the thing, the interesting thing about this, this is sort of a popularity contest. It's, cer- it's certainly not a measure of quality, although in some cases there are certainly ones that are more high quality than others. Um, it's really a question of how many people know what's out there, you know, and that's, I think the reason we want to do this is because there's some that are low on the list that I happen to know have some really great stuff, uh, and great things to offer on their website. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. As you said, we're going through these things. There was a bunch. I'm just like, I'm convinced this is nothing more than just a static page. But then once I started kind of snooping around, I'm like, holy crap, there's some really good stuff in here. So yeah, I definitely had to pop in there. Totally. Um, you want to jump into pop woodworking's features and I'll, I'll handle fine woodworking. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the first one, of course, is popularwoodworking.com. And this one, the homepage is updated automatically. This gives us new blog posts. There's a Twitter feed, thanks to Drew. Mm-hmm. And there's also new articles going on all the time. In fact, actually, if you want to follow them over at Twitter, it's really kind of neat because as new articles are being posted, as new things come up and everything, they kind of give you a little heads up like, hey, this is what we're doing over there. Pop over if you haven't checked it out lately. So if you are on Twitter, it's uh, the PW Editors is who you were looking for. And uh, 
So d- definitely head over there. We, we're going to have that in the, in the show notes, wherever the link yep. so they can do that if there are Twitter fans mm-hmm. or Twitterers. Twitters, now, twits. Twits. Tweets. Twitties. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> you know it's, fa- it's famous now when, when Martha Stewart's talking about it on the commercials. No, boy. Yeah, let me tell you. Anyways, though, so back to popularwoodworking.com. <laughs> they actually have three different blogs going on. There's the Popular Woodworking Editor's blog, and then there's the Woodworking Magazine blog, and then Arts and Mysteries blog, which is actually authored by uh, Adam Carabini. I've got to stop using actually. I know there's a bunch of people getting drunk right now in, in the chat room as a result of it. <laughs> so <laughs> if you uh, uh, but if you want to check out any of those, the, 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 all three, um, they, they post quite often and there's a lot of great information in there on those. Now, there are also a whole bunch of, in fact, I believe we have it quoted here as a crap ton of free SketchUp models. That was my, that was my wording. Models. And it's a great one. They're going to start using that. I heard. <laughs> I'll take right credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> Click on here for a crap ton of SketchUp. And <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll get so, paid. And, That'll be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get, a, get a, 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 a half a penny for every time somebody clicks on that right. one. Um, so, but anyways, if, if any of the furniture that you're seeing in there, a lot of, a lot of the um, uh, uh, projects that they're doing, you can get the SketchUp models for it uh, so that you can build it yourself, download it. You've, you have the three-dimensional SketchUp right there in front of you. And so that's a really great offering. In fact, that's one of those things that I'm like, usually some of the other sites I know do offer uh, uh, plans for projects that they have in there. And that's more or less like one of those. I found a lot of them, are, it seems like it's up just for the month that the project is in the magazine yeah. and then it's gone. Right. And it's usually like one of those two-dimensional ones that you print out and you're like, no, is that go to what? And that goes where? <laughs> it's a who what? Right. Um, so anyways, though, but there's uh, tons and tons of feeds all over the place. You can uh, sign up for email notification, or you can also use the RSS feed uh, in your own readers. Like if you use Google Reader, it's really great. There's no ads, no spam, nothing but content. So that's that's a huge plus. That is. Now, that's awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, look at all the, all the stuff we throw in ours. <laughs> exactly, yes. It just makes us look bad, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's all these links we're throwing <laughs> at everybody right now. <laughs> now, on top of it, we just mentioned the fact that you know, if you go over to popularwoodworking.com, you can see uh, uh, Megan jumping up and down on her LVL. I do believe it's, they're calling it the glue bow. And, uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, there's more videos over there. It's not just Megan. There's pretty much every video that they've done is posted over there so you can check that out and see what's going on a lot of times it's the videos are actually kind of like a follow there's the actually again there's they're the follow-up <laughs> to the articles themselves so that's another neat one uh there's the woodworkers bookshop which matches any of amazon's prices and they have free shipping on orders more than 25 dollars, and they also have a rewards program if you buy a lot of the books so that's also pretty neat and again we'll have links for that cool and, of course, there's also you, – you can contact them. They give you all the direct phone numbers so you can uh, call them if you want to. They have the email addresses for the entire staff. And as they say, let the stalking begin. Um, you know, listen. that's that's a big deal though. I mean, I know before I even knew any of them and I was just, um, you know, just a subscriber to the magazine, I'd go to the website and I was really impressed that you've got their pictures there. You've got their personal – well, personal at work – email addresses and their phone numbers that they, I mean, you call that number, you're going to get that person assuming they're there, uh, which is pretty crazy. So that's why, <laughs> that's why I said, let the stalking begin. Cause you know, especially it's true. Yeah. Cause the first time I called, like when Chris Schwartz actually answered, damn it, answered the phone, it was like, <laughs> are you serious? This is Chris Schwartz. Uh, yes. Can I help you? Seriously, is this Chris Schwartz? <laughs> <laughs> really? So don't just call and like just keep asking them if they're who they really say they are because yeah. they are. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I think I might just because I just said it. I might just go grab a beer and just drink every time you say actually 
<laughs> all right. Well, in that case, the actually's are being cranked up right now, folks. Actually, actually, actually. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So there's a couple more things here, and then we're going to be done with this. Uh, the the article index, if you want to find back issues, search by author, keyword, date, all that good stuff, that is in there. It makes it very easy. So if you know that there's a specific article that you're looking for, but you're not quite sure when it came out and everything – the keyword search is amazing, and, and you really will find things that you're looking for. There's, there's a lot of times I just put in stuff like, you know, screw, just to see what comes up. And right. they, it's just insane how many things go out there. Yeah. Try actually. I wonder what would come up. Um, um, everything you've ever written. Because <laughs> it's bound to show up in one of your writings, too. Yeah, probably, it usually does. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then the last thing, of course, is the directory of all woodworking suppliers, whether they advertise or not in the magazine. And again, you get phone numbers, web pages, et cetera, totally searchable. So that's the great thing about popular. I mean, that is a ton of stuff. And like I said, a lot of times you would go to these sites and you're thinking, it's just a static page. They just want you to subscribe. That's it. So Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, it's actually a great resource and especially that article index. I didn't even know that was there. And I tried it out today and it's actually really useful for finding, um, you know, just old back issues and old articles on the website. Is it actually usable? Actually, uh, now that you mention it, it actually is. That's Um, actually really cool. All right. Uh, so at, actually, what's up next? So actually, I'm going to jump on to findwoodworking.com here. And in the meantime, I don't know if you have something else running in the background, but your voice uh, starting to get a little warbly. So I'm not sure if it's my end or your end. But no. while, while you're thinking about that, I'm going to talk about findwoodworking.com. All right, sounds good. Okay, so find woodworking. Really, you're looking at two parts of the site. You've got your free side and the not-so-free side. Uh, on the free side of things, they have a free plan blog and there are free plans there, uh, obviously, but it's in a blog format, so it's really kind of cool. Uh, there's also the Tool Addicts blog, and this is really handy. Speaking of SketchUp, there's SketchUp blog. There's some great videos. It's called Design Click Build. Uh, so if you're really, really a fan of SketchUp, there's some hardcore SketchUp stuff going on there. Sweet. Yeah, they've got a, a huge user gallery. So if you are like me, uh, the kind of person who needs a little bit of inspiration before you start a new project, you like to see other people's work, you could do that there. And of course, top-notch woodworkers submitting their stuff there. It's incredible stuff. I do like that one. Whenever I go in there, one thing I like to do is to see where they're from so I have an idea if I have local competition. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's like one of those, oh, you think your stuff's good? Just wait till I get over there, buddy. <laughs> wait till you see my bookcase. I wonder right. if there's SketchUp area, if they if they could go head-to-head, if there'd be like a SketchUp throwdown between popular woodworking and mm, <laughs> fine a, woodworkings. A SketchUp, maybe. Um, okay, so they also have a monthly gallery contest for, for different prizes. So depending on what the theme is, you submit uh, your project and you can actually win a prize, which is sweet. A collection yeah. of free videos, of course, and uh, right now it looks like they have two free video workshops. And this is not just you know, a quick video on, on one particular technique. This is a workshop from beginning to end, the entire project, multiple videos, uh, kind of like the, I don't know if anyone remembers, but the um, entertainment center that I'm releasing right now on our site was one of those previously. That's that's actually not in the free section, but it's broken up the same way. So they have a small cabinet and another project they're doing is a wall cabinet. And I didn't unfortunately look at it, so I don't, I don't know what style it's in, but uh, certainly worthwhile to take a look at that. They also have a uh, free weekly newsletter, which is fantastic. Uh, I'm actually a subscriber. And this is something, if you're new to woodworking, this is something you absolutely should check out. They have their Getting Started in Woodworking series. And uh, it's, I mean, it's really good. They, they go through some basic projects. They go through all the tools that you're going to need. 
And uh, it's just a great video content that they put together for new woodworkers. So highly nice. recommend uh, checking that out. Yeah, it's got uh, Matt and Asa are in it. And, uh, you know, not the best actors. Not the best actors, <laughs> yeah. Matt. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're very stiff and odd. <laughs> You would hold the chisel in such a manner. But you know what? <laughs> Who cares? It's great content. Um, right. That, that's the most important thing because that getting started, that's probably one of the one of, uh, one of the better features there. Well, I shouldn't say that. They're all really great features. But I mean, for a lot of people, um, I know we, we get how many questions probably a month on getting started with stuff. So having a resource that we could point them to yeah, yeah. and say, you know, hey, this is where you should really get, head out, you know, head over here, check that out a little bit. This will get you started to come back and ask us other questions. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? While, while we're on the subject of being new to woodworking, I, I didn't think to put this in the notes, but I actually started, oh, it's contagious, oh, Matt. Oh, oh, oh. oh, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I started a new um, website that was kind of an accumulation of stuff that I already had on the regular website. So if anyone wants to check it out, if you are new to woodworking, Go to newtowoodworking.com, and that's where I've organized all this information. And I'm still working on it. It's still, I guess, in beta, but there's a lot of information for new woodworkers there. Check it out. Nice. Not to interrupt fine woodworking's uh, uh, accolades that we're giving them here. Uh, so the on the not-so-free side of things, they do have a membership. It's $34.95 a year. If you're a magazine subscriber, it's $14.95 and you can also do a monthly subscription at $4.99 a month. Now, a lot of people will complain about this, and I think they're crazy. Because, honestly, for 35 bucks a year, even if you weren't a magazine subscriber, that is a small price to pay for access to their entire archive of not just the videos and everything like that, but the magazine. Every article they've ever written is available in a PDF format. You could download it, keep it on your computer, uh, reference it later. To me, I think that's a great membership. And if you are a subscriber, a lot of people say, well, why would I want to, you know, I should automatically get this online thing uh, for free as part of my membership. And I say, no, you are wrong. Maybe that's I should. Right. I, I shouldn't speak I, in absolutes, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. I agree. Yes, you should. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm set to to anger some people today. Uh, but seriously, though, the, the $14.95 or whatever your magazine subscription is pays for the magazine and you're getting what you've paid for. What they have on the website is a lot more than what you would get in that magazine, especially the extra content that they add to it, um, you know, and, and having access to the digital format of all the old content is to me worth that price. I think it's definitely a, um, a good resource to invest in. Now, they right. also have on the, on the paid side other video workshops on projects, step-by-step videos. They've got, uh, they say, hundreds of technique videos from uh, user-submitted content, which is kind of cool. And you can get the current issue, whatever issue you happen to be on. They have it available online for you to peruse there as well. So that is um, findwoodworking.com. And uh, next week, at, at the very least, we'll talk about Wood Magazine and Woodworkers Journal because I got some great information from those folks as well. Right, absolutely. Yeah, because I think if we went on with this right now, this would be insane, all the stuff. People would start getting them confused. So this is a great yes. idea. Let's do two at a time so you can have the opportunity to go and check these things out and uh, uh, see all the things that we were actually talking about in totally. today's episode. Totally. Sweet. All oh. right. So – Hey, we were going to do something. Uh, wait, oh, i got to get to my notes. Uh, we had, what was our next feature coming up here? Are we going to do uh, the Twitter tips? Well, actually, we. What? what is the. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. Is it like, <laughs> is it like yawning? You know, where. where I don't know. Maybe it's psychological. Yeah. But the, the Twitter t- tips, I didn't really do anything with that today. We did get some people submitting some sweet deals for us, which we'll get to in a little bit. But right now, I wanted to go over a few space saving tips because this is really something that is uh, big time on my mind. 
just like Georgia. And um, <laughs> so in the shop right now, I am really pressed for space. And I'm trying to go from, you know, what was basically a 1,500 square foot space into a three-car garage. And I know a three-car garage is it's a good amount of space, but when you're used to being kind of spread out and not having to worry what butts up against what, it's a little bit of a challenge. So it's been on my mind, and I thought it would be cool if you and I just threw out a couple of our uh, favorite tips or things that we've learned uh, in the past few years or, or what have you. So Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, things that I'm doing, and uh, there's obviously great space-saving ideas that you guys can probably uh, remind us of. So this is just a sampling of what we could think of. Um, for me, turning the outfeed and the extension wing of my table saw into functional space. Right. If, yes. if, if you have nothing but room and it doesn't matter, who cares? You don't really need to do much with it. But if you're pressed for space, your extension wing, you know, if you're talking about storage underneath it, if you want to use it as, you know, sort of a makeshift workbench, um, of course, you could put a router in there. These are all awesome ways that you can actually uh, fit a lot of stuff into a small, small footprint. And I've been thinking a lot about the outfeed table. And what I've done on mine is I'm using one of my MFT tables because I need it for cutting plywood and it's uh, handy to like sand things on and just clamp mm -hmm. things to just randomly shaped objects. Excuse me. It's this taco thing that's going on here. This is terrible. Um, so what I'm actually doing is taking the MFT and putting a router in that because my, my router table, first of all, is literally on its last leg. The handles are falling off this thing. I'm surprised it's, it's uh, still together. So I needed to do something different. But this removes the router table off of the floor and puts it in a space that would normally be unoccupied. Right. And what I wanted to tell everyone about is if you are an MFT owner, there is something new out that is pretty cool. And you'll have to go to woodworks.com, the Woodworks Supply, uh, to, to check it out. It's, a, it's called the Festop Router Fence for the MFT3. You basically take the old one out, the old MDF uh, top with the holes in it, drop this thing in, and it's got a router plate insert built into it and a track. And you just hook up the router fence to it, and now the outfeed, what's serving as my outfeed table, is not only an outfeed table and an MFT, MFT3, it's also a, uh, a router station at this point. So Nice, um, yeah, okay. That's really packing some stuff in. So I'll put the link in the show notes to that, but that's a very, very... New cool development that you might want to check out if you already have an MFT. Sweet. Um, well, you know, kind of going yeah, go along ahead. that idea of like, you know, using your extension wings for, you know, as kind of like a workspace. Yeah. One thing I like to do in, in my own is obviously we all have like little, like a, I don't want to say like assembly areas, but we have other benches other than just our workbench typically. You know, sure. something like you have like your, your miter saw sitting up on it or something. Mm -hmm. I always like to try and have... Uh, my my other workbenches and stuff, my other my other spaces, kind of at the same level as like say uh, my stationary power tools, because then I can use those as outfeeds also. Especially when I'm cutting like large sheets of plywood or something. Yeah. If it's really really long, it's nice to have that almost act as a substitute extension wing. Even if you know I have like something up that would normally act as an extension wing, be able to just move it right across one to the other because it really kind of helps to just keep everything at one level. So you can literally have like this almost like um, uh, assembly line, sure, kind yeah. of a you know a, a fact as you're moving things around. So that's that's one thing that I really like with you know with, with when I'm designing my my tables and stuff is to try and get them at a height where everything pretty much is almost within the same height of each other in the same plane. So you can just move one thing right to another. That is a smart way to do things for sure. Yeah, I, I learned that someplace because it definitely didn't come natural to me. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, you know what I did today? I wound up hacking uh, a couple inches off of the MFT's legs. 
to to get it to the right height for the outfee. There was no way to bring it down, and I certainly can't jack up my table saw. So, uh, so <laughs> put this baby up on some cinder blocks. Yeah, and, uh... yeah exactly. So that would be nice. Um, but you know, the other thing I was going to mention too is um, storage is is a really big thing, and a place mm-hmm. that a lot of us kind of forget that we have. If you really look at the your shop is by the ceiling. If you can install some shelves just under the ceiling, give yourself you know 16 inches, 12 inches, whatever it takes, and install just a shallow shelf that goes around the shop, you could fit so much stuff. Just you know the things that you maybe only need to take down once a month or extra sandpaper, um, just stuff that you don't really need to access very often can be stored up and out of the way, leaving you know valuable space that's lower to the ground for the stuff you use every single day. Right. So that's yeah. something that we did in, in, in the garage here, and man, it, it made a huge difference. Yeah, I know for myself, with being in the basement, I have the exposed ceiling, so I have oh, my yeah. my uh, my joists and everything, and it's very easy for me to like just set up little little battens or something that I can put stuff up in there. In fact, I, I know for a fact that there's some people who have taken lumber and, and store it up in that area, oh, okay. you know, and it, you just have to have kind of enough room to be able to manipulate it. I'm not going to do that because I know I'm going to be the one person that puts that up there and it's like, oh, these little nails should hold it in place and then everything will come down <laughs> on top of me. <laughs> but <laughs> Bring the whole floor down with it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, stop messing up on there. You're hurting my wood. Um, <laughs> but another thing with, with the idea of the shelves, I, one thing that I do is I, I like to have adjustable shelves mm-hmm. and I um. Since I, I can kind of move things around on the wall, I'll, I'll put the adjustable shelves as I need them, take them out of the way if I don't need them. And this is really true for like my, my lumber wall because I have one whole wall that's just the, the lumber that I bring in. And then as I use that lumber and I no longer have it in place, I can take it out of the way, remove those shelves, and then that completely opens up another spot for me. Hmm. But that also got me to thinking about the fact that uh, with the limited space I have, I have one wall that is nothing but storage space. It's It's like my dedicated shelf wall. And I found that while it kind of bites to have to go back and forth constantly mm-hmm. to that area to get things from it, it does open up a lot of space for me so that I don't have to worry about, you know, you know running from one end to another. It's like if sure. I have one wall that's just pure dedicated shelves, everything is there. And then, you know, that, that takes care of a lot. And uh, like I said, it opens up the floor for me. Another thing I, I, I really like to do is um, – nesting things like underneath mm, my workbench sure yeah on the shelves if it's like a whole bunch of little things like a, a whole bunch of little glue bottles or little things that can kind of add up to a lot of space if you can find a way to kind of martha stewardize them and like put them in like baskets and <laughs> pretty <laughs> pink like baskets and wicker. yes yeah, so, these are really nice well, i'm gonna get special <laughs> ones just for the fall and then ones for christmas <laughs> and put them up there and then but i i do do that i'll get like a box or something and i'm like okay i can put these in here and these are gonna be fine and then just Mark the outside of them, like you know, these are you know, um, uh, 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 marking knives. And I put them up here or something, sure. and just kind of have everything in one spot. And by doing that, that really does help to give me more space because they're not cluttering up the shelves. They're organized. Well, knock down wood, kind of organized, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, go from there. So that that really helps out quite a bit. And then the same with my workbenches and my mm-hmm. work tables. I got them at the height where I need them for outfit tables, but that opens up the space underneath where again. I like to have things nested under there so that I can, you know, pull things out as I need them. Sure. That helps, definitely. And you know what? A clean shop is a happy shop. So Especially in a small shop. <laughs> in a small shop, it's absolutely essential. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing is right now, it's just 
exactly what you're saying with the nesting and stuff. I'm, I'm making sure my garbage can has a place to tuck under. I'm making sure the air compressor is in a nice compact little place. You know, it's kind of fun. It's actually a little bit of fun because it's like it's like trying to put a puzzle together uh, to figure out what the most efficient location is for everything. And uh, I kind of enjoy the process. But it's you know, like shop Tetris. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> like that. Yeah, and uh, you know what's going to be a lot more fun when I have a bigger shop and I just mm. bleh, I just like explode all over the place. Yeah, and then I'm going to go back to loathing you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. Oh, yeah, square Mark, foot. I feel really bad for you because you have that one whole, like, you know, 25 square feet <laughs> just for that tool. <laughs> you need a lot of space around these things, you know? I got I to gotta dance occasionally. Um, I get excited. Right. Uh, all right, we, so we, uh, we do actually have some sweet deals if we want to jump into that. Yeah, let's do it. And I this love is Switch um, deal. Deals. And most of these, if not all of them, are from other people because we were lazy and we didn't do the research ahead of time. So people hooked us up. No, we listen to the masses. That's oh, is that what, what it is? Oh, it's, it's our the it's the interactive part of our show. It's this is actually a feature. That's right. Okay, so uh, this one actually is from uh, Michael Dove of Katrim's Customs. If you're not familiar with that, you got to go to his site. It's uh, K A Y T R I M S Customs, spelled with a K. Customs. He makes awesome arcade-style, like, old-school fighting joysticks. Yes, and these are so sweet. Yeah, yeah. They almost make me want to play video games. Yeah, it makes me want to go play Street Fighter or something. But <laughs> Okay, so he suggested that uh, Lee Valley has a overhead radiant heater because, you know what, the cold is coming for all you suckers who don't live in Arizona. Um, actually, it does get cold here, too, but not that cold. Yeah, you know, I actually, I'm going to step in there with my actually. Sure. You know, I mentioned the other day something about the the cooler weather kicking in, and I was reminded by a, another Arizona listener who said, "Yeah, we're actually at the point now." And he did use actually, uh, <laughs> where where it no longer gets second degree burns when I touch my tools out in the garage. Yeah, it's so. a nice treat. Let me tell you. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, Lee Valley has this. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's 55 bucks, and it's a small sort of overhead ceiling mounted unit. It looks really nice. And if you're looking for a little bit of a a space heat, if you want to heat your workbench area or something, I think this would be pretty cool. Sweet. I noticed we have one here from Carrie Drake who sent this in on Facebook. Uh And Carrie was saying that there's a a router base plate with centering pin, and this is at woodcraft.com. And uh, is is there a price on it? I don't see the price on this one. but (laughs) I forgot to put the the price. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) Keep talking. Okay, so anyways, a uh, router base plate with centering pin, and the centering pin is really kind of neat, especially when you're kind of working on um, uh, templates, mm-hmm. you know, where you need to move it around so that you can take advantage of, you know, necessarily a climbing cut or anything like that, and yep. uh, having a router base plate with one built in is really sweet versus building it yourself and discovering, man, I should have put the centering pin a little bit closer to the center. <laughs> right. It's nineteen ninety nine is the price. It's down like seven bucks or something like that. Okay, Okay. so at Woodworks, uh, Rob from Woodworks emailed me today and he said, you got to tell people about this because it's awesome. And I said, okay, Rob, I will. It's the Delta Right Tilt 10-inch 3-horsepower Unisaw. Now, the thing is, right tilt saws are kind of getting a little bit out of favor these days, right? I mean, most Mm. most of what we see is left tilt, and these are reduced to move them because I don't think they're going to be restocking them. Uh, okay. So three horsepower Unisol. Now the the thing you have to know is there's no fence and it's limited supply. Uh, Six ninety nine. Sweet, that's not bad at all. Not bad a, for a Unisol. I got a nice fence to put on there and get rid of my finger eater. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you know what? It's, I think it's the old Unisol, but old new. I mean, Unisols are built to last forever. Uh, I think unless you're really hung up on the riving knife thing. You know, right. you, you can get one of those Biesemeyer splitters, which is really pretty darn close to being like a low-profile riving knife and snaps in, snaps out real easy. 
uh, six ninety nine for a three horsepower cabinet saw is insane. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, like I said, my 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 table saw is my grandfather's old one, and that's like what fifty, sixty years old, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the idea of any type of splitter or riving knife back then was like, you're a big old wussy. You don't need nothing <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, things have changed a little bit, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. For, for the better, I hope. Um, we have one more here, and this is a little bit of a rumor. I didn't investigate this, so I apologize for not checking my facts. So let's call it a rumor. Uh, Z Dillinger from Twitter told me that at Woodcraft, when you go to checkout, on the left-hand side, there's a little note that says, for a limited time, they're doing 20% off all Lee Nielsen stuff. And you, yeah, and you need the code eight one two in your uh, shopping cart. I guess they give you a code option. So twenty percent off. That's awesome. Act on that fast in case it's a mistake or something like that. <laughs> um, I like I said, I didn't verify it, but it's eight one two twenty percent off Woodcraft. Now that, my friends, is a sweet deal. Yes, absolutely. Because Lee Nielsen stuff almost never ever goes on sale, even mm. at Lee Nielsen. So yeah. <laughs> take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so here's our new segment. We thought it would be fun, and this actually, I'm going to give uh, Matt credit for the name and credit for the idea, because I think it's a good one, since, you know, what, so many conversations happen in the forum every week, and, you know, it's interesting stuff, compelling stuff, and stuff that we could learn from. So we thought we would take that topic and, you know, discuss it, read the person's post, and, and talk a little bit about it. And this week, let's see, well, the topic has to do with brown paper bags. If you can Ooh, believe brown. it, but you know what? I did a little. Uh, I did a little intro here, and uh, this is going to be a new favorite. I guarantee it. Although I don't sing. Sweet. Left tilt or right? So like I'm refinishing this table. I finished trying. I post a picture. This blue turned my hands. It came from the forum. Nice. All right. So, a brown paper bag for a fine finish, huh? What? Mm, that's interesting. I mean, I use brown paper bags just for my lunch and carrying. <laughs> Uh, things home from the par- uh, party store that I don't want people knowing that I do. <laughs> nice. Okay, so this was a post by D Trust or DT Rust. Not really sure what he wants to be called. <laughs> he says, I was wondering if anyone else has heard of this. A friend told me about it a couple years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. After all, is said and done, polish the final surface with a brown paper lunch bag. It gets rid of any tiny dust nibs and leaves the surface feeling like you rubbed it with baby powder. Maybe this paper is equivalent to 10,000 grit paper, smiley face. And hmm. um, that's, I've heard of it before. I've never actually employed that technique myself, but I've heard about it and it sounds pretty cool. And a lot of people chimed in and said, yeah, this, this stuff works. Interesting. Cause, you know, when I was finishing up the, the, the finish on, on, on the bookcase that I just did, that was one of the things I sat there and I'm like, all right, now is it newspaper for cleaning windows or is it newspaper for <laughs> rubbing on furniture because I, I had heard the same thing and I, I wanted to try it but then i couldn't remember what kind of paper it was was it is it paper towel or does that leave marks <laughs> right. so all right that's that's kind of funny because when i saw that that was one of those things i'm like oh my god i was just thinking that the other day something to do with some kind of bag that you can rub on it yeah. and it's not sandpaper <laughs> yep yeah pretty cool and pretty cheap yeah, instead of buying like you know, what, 2,000 and 4,000 grit and those uh, Merca soft pads to rub out a finish? Why not use some brown paper bag? Interesting. I wonder what, you know, this is probably the, the sandwich grade ones. Like you would buy like, you know, you know, 100 for like two two bucks or something versus the <laughs> ones where you stand in line, they're like paper or plastic. Yeah. Uh, so I don't got know. a lot of finishing coming up, so I probably should take the paper. <laughs> Double bag it for me, too. I need yeah. some extra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, I thought that was a really compelling and interesting thing, so let me know. If anybody actually tries this uh, when they're finished, let me know how it works out for you. 
Sweet. Yeah, definitely. And me too, because that, like I said, I was struggling with that the other day going, which one? So Yeah, cool. you know what? You could leave us a voicemail and tell us how it worked out, just like uh, Shannon did. Let's hear from Shannon. Ooh. Hey, guys. This is Shannon Rogers, the Rotisance woodworker. Just finished listening to episode 58. And first, I got to say, I believe that's probably the first time anyone has said I've had nice handwriting. I actually replayed that for my wife, and she laughed at me because she can't ever read my handwriting. And yes, I take lots of notes, and I never made any uh, attempt at saying that I wasn't a nerd, so now we all know it. But i got to say I'm a little alarmed by the shift I'm seeing in the show where we're finding that Mark is talking more about using his hand tools, and here Matt is over on the Daily Mat talking about using nothing but a bandsaw. So my world is kind of upside down right now as you guys have changed hands. So... I just got to say, Mark, I'm sorry you won't be at Woodworking in America. And Matt, you chickened out of the hand tool Olympics in St. Charles, buddy. So I'm expecting to see you with handsaw on hand up in Valley Forge. You better bring it, man. Great voicemail from Shannon. So what is the deal? You've been talking about uh, bandsaws on your site lately? Yeah, uh, since... um. The, the the new sponsor Highland Woodworking came on. Part of the deal that I had with them was they sent me one of their uh, the Steel City bandsaws, and I decided you know what? I'm, I'm having so much fun using it because compared to my old one, this one is a dream. This is <laughs> the most wonderful thing that we get. You tension the blade, it stays tensioned. Yeah, you know you can actually. <laughs> You can swap the blades out rather quickly, um, use different sizes, and they they stay in place where the guides are and everything. So I said this would be a great opportunity to show how versatile the bandsaw really is in comparison to like a table saw because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are like, well, you have no choice. You have to use a table saw for every single cut. So I decided this the the child's uh, uh, dresser that I'm doing right now. I'm going to try as much as I can to use the bandsaw as my primary cutting tool. And mm-hmm. so far, uh, I would say I haven't touched the table saw yet to make any cuts at all. And it's been working out fantastic. So that was one of the things I said is like this project, you're going to see me use the bandsaw as my, my primary cutting tool. And when it comes to the table saw, I probably will make one or two cuts on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do my darndest to pretty much stick to almost every single thing I do is with the bandsaw. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we, apparently we pulled a little Freaky Friday on Shannon with this whole thing about the uh, hand tools and power tools. <laughs> yeah, well, fear not, Shannon, because my table saw is plugged back in and I'm going to fire it up tomorrow and forget that I even own anything like a hand tool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I actually do use them quite a bit, but um, it, I just sometimes on, on the show, I don't really have the, the means or it doesn't make sense to use it in a particular application. So I, I use them when I can. It just happens to be lately I've been using them a lot more. Right. But good observation. Well, you know, yeah. Recently, you know, kind of going to the, the one thing with the, the my using the bandsaw, as I pointed out the other day on the show, um, I, I'm using the power tools as my, my main work. That's the that's getting a lot of stuff out of the way. And then the sure. hand tools are totally refining. And I, and I think that's, that's the best way to go. And that's the way you handle a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I try to. At least I pretend to. Um, yeah, I, I do it for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, we do have another voicemail. And finally, finally, it's been like two episodes since we've had a voicemail from Roberto. Okay, and, we uh, found him. Yeah, finally, here we go. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's Roberto from New Mexico. And uh, I have a question concerning polyurethane glue. I'm watching grand old Norm Abrams here, and he was uh, moving something with polyurethane glue. And on one end, it was a mortise and tenon. He put polyurethane glue in the, and on the uh, tenon, he just dipped it in water. 
I'm just wondering, is that really necessary? Won't that take away from the strength of the joint, wetting the tenon before you put it in the mortise? Let me know. Okay, so his question was about polyurethane glue. I don't know if you could hear that, Matt. Yep. The thing, to my understanding, and I'm not a big fan of poly glue. I don't use it very much, but it requires moisture to mm-hmm. actually cure properly and to work properly. So my guess right. is he's soaking up the, the tenons to add that moisture component uh, to the joint itself. Right. That's uh, Just before the, the, we went on the show, I, I uh, um, had listened to uh, Roberto's thing, his voicemail, and that was – I went to um, – Gorilla Glue, and I wanted to double check because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I think you have to do it to help activate it. And sure enough, you have to uh, wet the surfaces for the polyurethane glue to really take full effect. They they work better with a, a wet surface. Now, simply dipping it in, that sounds like uh, you just didn't have a spray bottle on hand. Um, yeah. but that, <laughs> there's that a little bit the, a little bit laziness. That's that's all. <laughs> and we're going to take this over to the lake, and we're going to throw it in, and then we'll finish <laughs> the glue up when we come back after these special messages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know what? It's uh, it, it's not my favorite glue because then once you put it together, you get to sit there and watch it foam up. It's, it's so fun. Yes, absolutely. Then you get to scrape it off, and if you don't wear gloves, and the next thing you know, you've got like uh, taco stained hands, and yeah. uh, you know it's it's just it's it's not pretty. And unfortunately, too, I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, oh, because it's foaming up and it's filling the area, it's it's uh, space filling. And in fact, no, not nope. not so much. That's a very weak foam, and it's a pain in the butt. But uh, yeah, so anyone who uses it, if you have any more information on that, let us know. But that's pretty much it. Just need some moisture. Okay, we have. Uh, Tom's tip this week and last week it was I thought there was going to be a riot I mean there was like mass exodus in the chat room people were throwing chairs it was crazy because we didn't have a Tom's tip it got really ugly I I was fearing for my safety just leaving the studio yeah and I'm in my own home yeah and it, it was horrible it was violent the violence was insane anyway so let's listen to Tom's tip this week because it's a good one Tom's tips that's right I said Tom's tips I didn't say Tom's lips. I said Tom's tips. Hello, everyone. It's Tom Iovino of Tom's Workbench, and it's time for another one of Tom's tips. We've all heard the old saw about measure twice, cut once, right? Well, here's a lesson I learned the hard way. Once you measure the second time, write the measurement down on a piece of paper and bring it to where you'll be making the cut. Now, where did I put my board stretcher? If you want to discover more clever, useful, or even somewhat coherent tips... Check out my blog at tomsworkbench.com or visit any of the other great blogs that belong to the Wood Whisperer Network at twwnetwork.com. Network you know, that's kind of funny. T- How <laughs> many times have you done that where you've measured and, of course, you know, you're like, oh, I'm absolutely sure this is the number and you get to where you need to actually make the cut and you forget what the damn number is. Oh, I don't even want to think about how many times I've done that. I, I, you know, there's that part of me that's like, just write it on the damn board. Just write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then, then that's when I'm like, okay. Now it's time to have that whole lesson on how to redo this project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So great tip. Thanks, Tom. We really appreciate it. And you know what? Uh, this was probably the most exciting part of the show for me today because Carrie has made a tip for us and hopefully she'll be making more in the future. And Sweet. Y- you know what? I'm going to go uh, basically over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to work very hard to come up with a nice musical number for her. See, that's how we get the people to come back. We do the musical numbers, and they have to come back. Right, and people love that. I know they do. So I'm going to do that, but right now I just put a little bit of big band for uh, for Carrie's tip. And she'll she'll say who she is, but in case you guys want to go to her website, it's uh, villagecarpenter.blogspot.com. One of the best woodworking blogs on the web, uh, bar none. Right. 
Hi everyone, this is Carrie Halton from the Village Carpenter blog, and here's my tip. Have you ever bought an old chisel at a flea market or antique store because the price was so good, but the crusty gunk on the blade is thicker than three-day-old oatmeal? Before you try to clean it on your pretty sharpening stones, take a walk down the builder's aisle at your local big box store and buy some drywall screen. Find drywall screen laying on top of a sheet of thick glass, marble, or other hard flat surface makes quick work of removing fossilized encrustations. Just slide your chisel along the screen as you would on your oil or water stone. It works remarkably quickly and you need only rinse off the grit before you continue sharpening on your stones. Of course, you could always leave the chisel with its decades-old sludge. It would be the perfect tool to scrape three-day-old oatmeal from your cereal bowl. Stay cool, Wood Brothers. Now, the one thing I'll say, aside from being a great tip, and I see people in a chat room absolutely agree with me on this, if, if she, I know she does something else for a living. If she didn't want to do woodworking for a living, let's say, she could have a career in, like, reading audiobooks. Yes, absolutely. I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> I just sat here and, and she sounded so confident about it. And what she was saying, I'm like, I would buy it. Yeah, absolutely. I had to go do that. <laughs> I'm listening to a, a Randy Jordan um, Wheel of Time series on Audible. And there's a woman who, who reads the, the female perspective parts. And she sounds just like her. I mean, so Carrie, that's what you should be thinking about. Screw this woodworking stuff. Whatever you're doing for a living, that doesn't matter. Go into voice acting and uh, reading audiobooks because I think it's cool. Better yet, let's combine the two of them and you can be the voiceover for the rest of the uh, Wood Series books that are going to be coming out. <laughs> and anything that's out, you could read us the manual for like you know putting together that Unisaw that's available at Woodworks. And uh, <laughs> we would definitely be able to get it because I would, I would totally understand it then. I'd be like, I'm paying attention. I need to, I need to put that in here and then put that over there. <laughs> And and you know what? No, she's not muscling out Tom because Tom's tips is here to stay. Just right. so you know. No, she's they're muscling us out is what it is. Tom if and her anything, are yeah. get together. <laughs> Everything. They'll, they'll both just submit really long segments. We'll just play those and we won't even talk. That'll, that'll right. be Right. We'll the, be okay like getting drinks <laughs> and figuring out how many times to say actually in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So believe it or not, man, I believe that is the end of our show today. I don't believe it. Wow. <laughs> but believe it. Actually, it is. Actually, that is insane because I can't believe we made it through another actual episode. <laughs> so if you are still coherent and understanding everything we're saying right now and haven't passed out from how many times we've said actually because you were playing the drinking game at home, if you want to get a hold of us because you've heard something today, you want to make a comment, uh, you have a question, you want to submit a great idea or something, get a hold of us either at our email, which is woodtalkonline at gmail.com, or you can pick up the phone and leave us a message like Shannon or Roberto. And you could do that at 623-242-2450. Awesome. Everybody stay safe in the shop, and we will catch you in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. Toodaloo. Hi, Mark and Matt. This is Margaret Munoz from Magnolia Works. As part of our woodworking classes at Cerritos College, we've been to Jim Apechian's shop several times, as I mispronounce his name. Also, we have taken his behind-the-scenes tour at the Gamble House. One of our instructors worked for Jim in his shop for a few years. I asked him once how to pronounce Jim's last name correctly, and this is what he did. He pointed to his eye and said, I, pointed to his nose and said, peck, then pointed to his chin and said, chin, I, peck, chin. So it's, I, peck, chin. I hope this helps. Thanks, guys. Great show. Bye-bye.